Happy Wednesday. 318 Radio is on the air. I got to tell you about some news, though. I know it's only Wednesday, but coming up this Friday, we're going to have a very, very special episode of AU Audio. Now, listen, not only is this a special episode because of the big game that's coming up, if you know anything about college football, you know that there is a huge game in Auburn this weekend. Georgia's coming to town. Not only is this our, one of our huge rivals, but they're undefeated, they're highly ranked, Auburn is highly ranked, so this is going to be a football game. Anyway, so special episode of AU Audio, not only because of the big game, but because for the first time ever on this station, I'm going to have a guest, I'm going to have someone join me to talk about the game, and it will be none other than the Kevin Touch. He is also an Auburn fan. And we've kind of been talking about Auburn back and forth all year. Now we're going to finally join together, have a conversation uh, about the season, about the big games coming up. And uh, this will be recorded and broadcast on Anchor. So I'm very excited about that. Can't wait. Can't wait for that to go down. You know it's going to be good uh, if KT's involved. So had to tell you about that. Now, <clears throat> as far as for today... I want to I want to go back into a topic that I talked about a couple of different times last week. I got some more thoughts on it, um, but it has to do with the generational gaps and what that means for us as humans. Maybe a little bit about what that means for the church. Um, so I want to go back into that topic today. If you have any thoughts or comments, send me a call in. I've got a few call ins sitting in my box. This is one reason I wanted to go back into this topic because I've got some call-ins that I want to share and a few more things that I want to say. So here's your chance. If you missed out before, send me those call-ins and let me know what you think. And uh, let's get started. Here we go. Do you remember your first computer? Now, I'm not even talking about the ones that are really old where all you could do is type, like, you know, type a line of program. I don't, I don't mean those. I mean, like, your first PC. Like, the first one that you had that had a mouse and, and like, a ability to connect to the Internet and those kind of things. <clears throat> I remember when we got our first computer. I was, uh, would have been probably 13 years old, like, 7th grade or so. Um, and we went one night to... Circuit City, and that Circuit City has long been closed, but uh, I, I don't know if they still have those elsewhere in the country. But anyway, we went to the uh, Circuit City, and we bought this computer and brought it home. I believe we had to get one of my older brother's friends, who was a little more tech-savvy, came over to kind of help us set it up, and it was it was like so amazing to me. It had this like bundle of software that came with it, CDs and a few, you know, little floppy disks that came with it. And uh, one of the things I remember that came with it was a CD that had an encyclopedia on it. And, you know, we had this bookshelf in our house and it had these thick books, just volumes and volumes of books that was that was our encyclopedia. But now... 
I could get on there and put that CD in and all of that information was on that one little disc and I literally would sit there and play on the encyclopedia and just look at different stuff on there it was just uh, it was just amazing to me I actually remember a lot about this first computer it was a Packard Bell it had a 75 megahertz processor I believe it was a, an Intel Pentium maybe Pentium 1 uh, 75 megahertz processor and maybe the coolest thing about the whole computer was that it had a 14.4k modem and I, I, I specifically remember my brother's older friend being like impressed by that because he had a computer but his only had a, a 2.4k modem and we had the 14.4 and it was going to be this blazing fast dial-up internet We'll come back to that. I also remember about this computer, some of the software that came with it. Some of those were games or demos of games. One of the, one of the games I played a lot, I don't remember if it was the full game or just a, a demo, but it really didn't matter to me, is what was a game called Myst. And I was just blown away by like the graphics. and The game itself didn't make any sense, and I, I couldn't figure out any of the puzzles, but I would just sit there and, and click around and move around and just was just so impressed by this computer game of course this computer also had the latest greatest operating system an amazing operating system known as Windows 95 and you could do all sorts of stuff with Windows 95 you could change your wallpaper to whatever you wanted it to be you could change your screensaver there were several that you could pick from and uh, just all the different settings that you could customize the colors and stuff and and we did that like constantly constantly changing the screensavers and the wallpapers and it was like the coolest thing ever and finally there was something called the internet we didn't know anything about the internet or how it worked what it was my first experience with the internet was like we had this local I think they called it a bulletin board there were some letters I don't remember what they were but it was called a bulletin board it was basically like a what we would call a forum today where you can go in and you can post stuff and other people can reply to it um, and I did that and I went on there and I you know I made some friends that lived kind of in the area that were on there and met them and and I would write stuff and they would write stuff and it was like uh, so cool I was just like I don't I don't know how else to describe it It was like it was just it opened up a whole new world right then yeah I was 13 when I first had a computer in my home that could connect to the internet and even then, for several years after that, it connected to the internet in such a way that it uh, was very low function compared to what it is today. So when you're connecting through a phone line, for example, and somebody calls your house, uh, you get disconnected from the internet and you can't reconnect until that phone call is over between that person or if you want to get on the internet somebody's already on the phone you can't get on um, besides that the speed oh my goodness the speed the, to load something uh, 
as small as, you know, a picture, you would click it, and it would take two, three minutes to, to load this picture, uh, and that's not an exaggeration. You would literally, sometimes you'd click a web page, and then you'd just walk away and do something else while the web page was loading, because it might take, you know, several minutes to just load a basic web page. Um, now, the thing that I'm talking about is probably foreign to some of you guys who are hearing this. If you were born, or let's just let's just do the age. If you are, let's say, 25 years old or younger, uh, you never really lived in a world where you didn't have internet, even like high-speed internet. Um, you don't really remember a time before that, probably. And then if you want to go even lower in the ages, if you're, say, 15 years old, um, you, you've you never lived in a world without things like YouTube and Facebook and all these different social media sites. And, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think about how old I was. I was probably like, I don't know, 27, 28 before I had a Facebook page. Um, so... I think this is the number one thing as far as why there's kind of a gap, uh, maybe a, a bigger gap between people who are like 35 and, and 25 today than there would have been, say, 40 years ago, the difference between a 35-year-old and a 25-year-old. Now, what I'm talking about, these are just observations. I'm not uh, saying, like, my age group is the best and you guys are all you know weird because you grew up this way I'm just making observations um, so uh, and really I'm trying to get to kind of the root of why sometimes we misunderstand each other um, sometimes I look at the kids you know I'm, I do the youth pastor thing sometimes I look at the teenagers in my youth group and I wonder man was I like that when I was a teenager and honestly, the question is probably the answer, not the question. The answer is probably, yeah, I, I was probably like that or probably worse. Um, so some of the not being able to relate is just it's just an age. It's just a growing up kind of thing um, that that's going on forever. <clears throat> but then there's some that I really look at and I really don't get. Um, and the reason I think I don't get them sometimes has to do with the fact that they grew up in a world that's completely different from the world that I grew up in. I mean, in a huge way, in a way that you wouldn't expect it to be different with just a 20-year difference. All right, so here's sort of my point or my theory. Uh, and it's that the 10-year gap is a lot wider than it used to be because of the uh, speed that technology is moving now compared to the speed that it was moving 50 years ago or 100 years ago there's a much bigger gap between a 35 year old and a 25 year old or maybe even a 45 year old and a 35 year old or you know and then as you increase that gap if you say 35 year old and a 15 year old that gap gets even bigger and of course there's always been differences between you know 
different age groups and, and things like that. But I think it's bigger now than it used to be. It's it's a bigger deal now than it used to than it used to be. And part of uh, part of my my proof is that if you go out there and you look for articles, you can find a million articles about how to reach millennials, whether they're articles having to do with church or whether it has to do with business or whatever. Is all this stuff about millennial, 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 millennial. Okay, let me stop right there and say I cannot stand the word millennial. I can't stand to use it. I can't stand when I see endless articles written about it. Um, I just It just makes me cringe. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. It's not that I don't like you if you're a millennial. Actually, I'm technically a millennial, even though I don't feel like a millennial. That's a different story. Uh, I just I don't like how overdone and overplayed it is. I just don't like the word and, and how overused it is. But maybe the reason it's so overused is because people are trying desperately to figure it out. They're trying to figure something out. Okay, and while I'm taking a break from kind of the main point, let me just say, uh, I know my earlier segments when I was talking about the uh, how it used to be back in my day with the dial-up internet and all that. Like, you know, I know how that sounds because I've, you know, obviously I've, I've heard, I hear older people talk about, you know, oh, back in my day we had to milk the cows before we went to school and things like this. And, uh, you know, I, I know that sounds a certain way. In fact, uh, we have a lot of that here on Anchor, I've noticed. Um, a lot of the folks when they talk about you know anchor version one i kind of get that picture in my head like you know some grumpy folks sitting around talking about the good old days and and how great it used to be back on anchor version one we used to have to record with no microphone and we liked it no seriously though we we love our anchor elders and we respect your anchor uh, wisdom and we hope to learn from your ways so please don't be offended by my little cheesy joking anyway anyway so here's the problem that I see and it's from people like me it's from people my age and really really what it is if I could boil it down is it's it's trying too hard that's why there have been so many articles written about millennials, you know. People my age are, are trying too hard, whether it's because they have a business or because they're a youth pastor or a church leader or a pastor or whatever it is, and they want to reach this certain age group. Instead of looking at these uh, people as people, which they are, the way that, that you and I are, you look at them as an age group and you kind of overgeneralize everything and uh, almost sometimes even to the point of dumbing things down uh, I know that sounds really bad but I think that's what people think has to be done sometimes and so that's that's kind of the issue that that I wanted to address and I'm sure that I have been guilty of this myself um, I can think of some specific examples where I've kind of been guilty of overgeneralizing and and you know, thinking that those young folks, those those youth, want a certain thing done a certain way, but but it's wrong, and it's that's not what they're looking for.
Okay, so I do have some more to say about this. Um, probably most of it would be rambling. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take a break from talking. I have a few call-ins that I want to play that go along with this topic pretty well. And they are uh, pretty insightful. They're about about what it means to be a teenager or you know a young person and why sometimes that is often a struggle and I think they like I said they're very insightful these are from the beast within you and so I'm gonna go ahead and play those call-ins now enjoy hey there how's it going this is probably gonna be a two-part call-in I'm gonna try to talk fast so I can cram it in but I want to first say thank you for favoring my station about a week ago I wasn't really monitoring my notifications fully. I really didn't know what everything meant. So I apologize I didn't you know, reach back out to you sooner and say thank you. Uh, the other thing, talking about you know, my teenage self, because I'm 30, so I'm also at the top end of the millennial bracket. And I feel like the ones at the top and the beginning of the millennial bracket and the ones at the end kind of exist in opposite poles of uh, what it means to be a millennial. You know, One might have a little bit stronger traits than the other. And then, you know, the other ones have the stronger traits that we try not to associate with. But uh, I'm going to call right back in with my my teenage self-discussion and how I kind of think about it. So to talk on youth, one of the most impactful scenes in a movie as it regards to that topic is in the newest Jurassic Park when the special dinosaur they made escaped and was killing for fun. And Chris Pratt says something to the effect that it's just killing for sport because it's trying to find its place in the world. And I think the reason why teenagers have a hard time understanding that us as 30, 40, 50, and 60-year-olds can relate is because as a teenager, you're still finding your significance. And everything that you experience, you're experiencing to the full magnitude because it's the first time. So because it's the first time, you don't have any other point of reference. So you don't have the perception that anybody else could have possibly gone through it like you are. This is my part two for the youth talk. But I think because, like I said, every time you experience something it's so pure and it's the first time and you have another point of reference, you're just not able to truly comprehend that somebody else could have experienced something like what you're going through because you haven't. And because it's your life, and you don't have a point of reference. How can anybody else have a point of reference? Um, I hope that kind of answers the question. I feel like I had a lot more context to give, but in scrambling to cram it into a one-minute segment, I kind of lost a little bit of my message. But um, I would actually like to have a conversation with this and a little bit of banter back and forth, maybe using the interview with friends. And you don't necessarily have to publish it if it runs long, but I like having interesting conversations on stuff like this. So, I look forward to hearing from you. Now, I just want to keep things in context and let you know that he did send me those call-ins before I recorded any of what I recorded today. I, I, I believe those were based on an episode that you can see called Generations Apart if you look at my episodes. So, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get those out of context. Those were not based on what I've said today. Those were based on, on other stuff, but... I don't know that that matters too much. Um, I do want to say that that was some very 
insightful stuff as far as, you know, experiencing things for the first time and how that can be confusing and it can be hard to uh, believe that anybody else has been through that and it can be hard to it can, it can be hard to accept wisdom from other people it can it's almost like you have to try things yourself to and, and fail uh, in order to to learn the lesson sometimes uh, when really you could listen to other people who have done that and avoid a lot of pain but uh, yeah thank you for those call-ins I've got another call-in here from KT I'm going to go ahead and play that one, and uh, if anyone else out there wants to send me a call in and give me your thoughts, I'll play those as well. Version 2, we in the house. Version 1, still in the house. Hey, no, let's, uh, let's all be serious here. Um, yeah, we're the original OGs of this platform regardless, so really appreciate you leading the way, man. V1, V2, it's all the same to me. It's all Greek to me, right? But, uh... Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not a big fan of the word millennial sometimes. I just kind of say, you're a guy, you're a girl, let's roll. Let's roll as a team. <laughs> 